Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer and I will be your host. I'm a little bit on the move today, literally. I'm in the process of moving from my home that we've lived in for 10 years to a new home that we've been renovating. And I'm very excited because I will be having my own podcast recording studio. But you might notice that the sound is not that great because I'm actually recording this from an empty bathroom. So please excuse the imperfections here. Anyway, my guest today is Melissa Vogel, and she is going to get us fit and in shape and talk to us how she uses branding, social media, public relations, and her daily doses of motivation and revelations with her audience. Welcome, Melissa. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. And today we are going to get fit with Melissa on the social media branding side of her business and also the digital work-life balance side. So hey, Melissa, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. So we were introduced actually through one of my clients, um, Ohio Energetics. We were getting um, Will Clyden booked on your podcast, but I was looking at everything and I'm like, wait a second, we need to have Melissa come and share her social PR secrets with our audience on how she got to where she is today. I mean, you're a female disruptor, you're a successful brand, you're like, you know, taking health and wellness to new levels. And also you're a mom, like, how do you do it all? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, I live a very crazy life. Um, but you know what, if you don't find that balance, like you talk about, oh man, Yes. You'll never make it. You'll never survive. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. So why don't we start with um, with your brand and how you came to um, the success that you're, you you have today and some of the social social media, public relations, branding secrets that you can share. Yeah, yeah. So when I first started out, because I've been in the fitness industry for a long time, um, I'm not going to age myself, but it's been 20 plus years. And I found when I first started creating my brand, I was like everyone else, you know, like, oh, do this workout and eat this meal plan and, you know, oh, and then you have a baby. Okay, well, you can still do it. And that's not what the real average woman can relate to. And I didn't want to be the person that people look at and go, oh, she looks amazing. I could never look like that. Like that's soul crushing to me. <laughs> that's like, oh, I, it's nice to look at, but I can never reach that level. And the more I learned and really started listening to my clients and not just people that I was like one-on-one -on -one training, but also the women in when I would teach group fitness classes, you know, I mean, that's where you really get to see the real life mom. Yeah. It's like <laughs> throwing her kid in the daycare. And then she shows up to the class and she's like, this is it. You got me for one hour before Johnny starts screaming in there. <laughs> That's like the real mom that you're going to get. And when I started really listening to what they needed, I was like, man, I got to change my image. Like, because it's just not realistic for these women to like follow this meal plan and do these insane workouts all the time and then think that they can achieve this body. So as I started growing um, and really discovering who I was, I was like, that's my brand. It's busy to bomb fit mom. So even if you're busy and you're a mom, you can totally be bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. And, and bomb, I, I use that word because it could mean anything. You remember like back in the day, um, Victoria's Secrets and their brand, branding, um, it was like the bombshell. Yeah. You know? 
they still use that. You still hear that term a lot. And you could take that image and be like, okay, yeah, I want to be like the bombshell, like the Victoria's Secret. Or it could be like bomb is in explosive. Mm-hmm. Or bomb is like the term we used to use. It could have been in the 90s. I don't know. We were like, oh my God, that's so bomb. <laughs> so that's why I use that word in my branding because it just speaks to everyone. And you can use that word um, in any way. So that's my first tip right there is when you are coming up with your tagline or your name or what you want to be known for, use a word that can relate. It can relate to people in different ways. Yes. You know? and, it's, and it's very memorable too. Yeah. Like if I just use the word working or busy, well, it's kind of boring. And there were a lot of things we're going along with busy, but it's kind of boring. But also it's like, no one wants busy, you know, to be just like what they think of their life is. And we already think that we're busy. So always brand yourself with a word that can relate to anyone in multiple ways. So that's always cool. And did this branding start when you were, before you were actually taking all of your, um, your training online to the different online platforms? Was it just your, your person, your, your one-on-one and then you decided what, what made you take that leap to like, was it like Instagram or, or you started a website for personal training one-on-ones? Yeah, it really, you have to change with society and environment and technology and in-person is great. And that's how I built my business was one-on-one clients. And then I'm like, I need to work with more people at, at once. How can I reach more people during one hour? And then it was like, okay, group classes and like boot camps. And then it was like, well, let's take it to another level. Let's do challenges where like people could like sign up, you know, and do like the six week challenge or the 12 week challenge. And then social media is hitting in Facebook and now you can go live and people can see your real life. And that right there, when time started changing and you can give people a sneak peek to the backside of your life and see that, holy crap, she's a real person. Oh my God, she's got three kids and she can still have a six pack or whatever. (laughs) That hooks people. And the more that people see your real life and like really what's going on and that you're just not full of it, (laughs) you know, you're just not full of BS. That is what hooks people and that she's relatable. Oh my God, she is busy and you can still be Bob, you know, and that, that's how like the, the brand and the name developed and everything is because yeah, you can do it. And the proof is in what you can see and showcase to people through social media and platforms like this. And did you have a certain aha moment where you realized, okay, this is, this is going to be like big for me. This is going to be like my full-time business if it was, wasn't before. Yeah, for sure. When I started creating my online space and my online platform, um, you know, and I just would start running it with Facebook ads and I just did very small, very little. I kept it to, I kept it to California. Um, I didn't expand because that's where I'm at. I didn't expand beyond that. And I, you, you sign up and you have a call with me because I want to make sure that my program's a fit for you. And when I first started putting things out there and it blew up in a week, And when we're like, what? You're going to take the time to talk to me? I get to actually talk to you? Okay. Yeah. Help me. Like what? That's when I was like, oh my God, we need to expand this even more. I need to get coaches trained. I need to have other people doing this with me because women like their hand to be held. We're independent. We're strong. We like to do it all, but we also like to know that people care. And the moment I saw that people were like, oh my God, she cares. And I actually got to talk to Melissa, even if it's just for 10 minutes. 
that spoke to me and I'm like, this is it. This is how my platform and going online is going to be for the rest of my career. So what did that look like? So it actually was a 10 minute call. I was going to ask how long the calls were because you only have so much time in a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything's blocked out. I use the app Calendly. Calendly is amazing. And that's all linked to my ads. And when I do a call, it's about 10, 15 minutes and I'm getting to know the person like, why, why did you even book this? Mm -hmm. What are you looking for? If you don't do something and you don't change, what are the consequences? What's your game plan if you don't work with me? And then I fill them in on the program. Um, I get a feel if this is a fit for them. And then I'm like, yeah, you're a fit. And if I feel like you're a fit, I want you to feel like you're a fit. And then I fill them in and they're like, you're right. I am a fit. I'm like, I know, let's do this. <laughs> and I love the word fit. So appropriate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So then what? What comes next? What are they a fit for? After that, once they're a fit, you are, because you're working with other women. So you're not on this journey alone with your, your fitness journey, basically. Um, they get placed in a group. And then they also get access to a private membership site that only these women get. And I take them through this whole onboarding process. Um, and it's set up through ClickFunnels. I love ClickFunnels. We use that a lot. And I tell them, I'm going to start training you before I even start training you. And we work on the mind. Because if the mind and the body don't connect, and I think in any world, but especially fitness and health, if they don't connect... When life happens, lockdown, Christmas, birthdays, vacation, you'll go right back to your old habits. So I actually start them off um, on this membership site. They go through what we call an orientation process or like an onboarding, um, and they watch a series of videos. This is your introduction. This is what we expect of you. This is your first step. Don't go on to the next step until the first step is completed. And it's just one thing after another so people don't feel overwhelmed they're like, okay, I got this task. I'm doing it. I'm organizing my schedule. I'm doing it. And then once they're in there and they get through, and what's really cool about ClickFunnels is you can see how far along they are in the process. Like, oh, you're only 80% through. Keep going. You're almost there. <laughs> um, and then once they're through that, then um, they get my app and I drop their workouts in and then they're into the group. And I know they're ready in their mental headspace. I know they watch the videos. They have an idea what they're doing nutrition. And then we start kicking their butt physically. That's so awesome. So we, you talked about ClickFunnels a couple of times. So you're, who does that for you? I mean, how did you discover ClickFunnels? How does one know that ClickFunnels is a good fit? How did you discover it? And, and how long have you been using it? Like, where have you come with it? What tips can you give on, on that end? Yeah, ClickFunnels, um, honestly, I think I found them through Facebook ads. Like, sure, you know, yeah. like it popped yeah. up on my thing and I'm like, yeah. click funnels. And they were saying things like, you don't really need a website anymore. I mean, you do, but you can also use this yeah. and click funnels is cool because you can build out your own pages and it's very easy drag and drop. Um, and I started using it because I liked the idea that, okay, I, I can build and create this on my own. And then you can do split tests. So if your one page isn't attracting enough people, you can actually duplicate it and then change a few things and then see what one performs better. That's really cool. Um, but I build it and I work on my opt-in page. So whenever someone clicks on my ad, it's the first page that they see. And it's cool because it gives you statistics and data to see, are they going to the next step? Is your opt-in page reaching enough people that they go, oh, 
I, li- I like this. Let's go to the next one. Because if they're not going through, then that means what their eyes are going on first, it's not enough to hook them. And that could be a simple swap is like, maybe you should have a video on that page and they need to hear you more to trust you, to want to talk with you. Or maybe it's just a picture. Oh, another picture of her and her kids. Oh, she's legit. Okay. Yeah. Here's my email. I love it. I love it. And so what else comes into play when it comes to your marketing? So you have your, your opt-in page, you have click funnels, you have your app, um, then you, you're, you're engaging with them and you're building, the, building their workouts for them. And what, what, what else is part of the package program? Part of my package and program with yeah. Visited Bomb Fit Mom. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is keeping them connected with me literally daily. And I know that probably sounds a lot to a lot of people like, what do you mean you connect with them daily? So when they're a part of this Facebook group, I use Facebook because Facebook gives you a platform to go live. You can organize all your videos in your lives. So once I go live, I can mark it as an announcement. So they see it right away, but then you can create topics. So if I talk about what I'm eating in the kitchen today. We're going to the beach, I'm packing snacks. I, I'm show, showing them live and on a video. I tag it as a nutrition video. So when new people come into my group, they go to topics and they're like, motivation, nutrition, Melissa's daily revelations. I wanna, I wanna find out what she said about nutrition. They click on it, they see all the videos I've done on nutrition. So that's really cool. But that connection piece, so I go live. I speak to them every day and I'm not pretty, I'm a sweaty mess. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in my car yelling at my kids. <laughs> like I'm at volleyball games, but I give them a picture of what my real life looks like because then it shuts down their excuses. And a lot of them are like, Melissa's doing it. I can do it. And people love, like I said earlier, they love that inside scoop. So if I'm live in a car and I'm like, you guys, I'm on my way to Taekwondo. One kid has volleyball. I got to go pick her up, get back across town to get the other kid from Taekwondo somewhere, feed them dinner and then pick up the dog from the vet. (laughs) But I'm like, here's my lunchbox that I packed. I have this snack because I am not going to starve while I'm running my kids around. I have this many, you know, ounces of water that I'm going to be drink. And this is what I'm doing. And this is what I'm listening to while I'm driving in this podcast or this or whatever. So even though we're a chauffeur, sometimes we're running around, I'm showing them how but you can still stay on track and still do it. You can still do it. And when women can witness that, because we can say it over and over again, Oh, you can balance, you can do it. But when they can see it, they're like, Oh, well, crap. I can do that then too. Yes, totally. So you caught my ear a little bit when you said Melissa's daily revelations, because I really love that concept from a marketing standpoint, because it really does exactly what you're trying to do, but one more layer. Yeah. Uh, So talk about that. Oh, I love daily revelations. <laughs> it's, I, I, my life is notebooks. Like if you could see my desk, my life is notebooks and sticky notes. Mm-hmm. And you never know when you're an entrepreneur um, and, and marketing and you're really looking for things when an idea is going to hit you. And you better believe I got sticky notes in my car, in my purse, in my gym bag. Um, I've been at Taekwondo before and I'm like, oh my God power, my willpower right now. I couldn't get through those last 10 kicks, but I started saying this to myself or whatever. I got to write that down and I run and write it down. And that's what becomes my daily revelation. I don't sit and plan them out. I let my mind be open and free to whatever's coming to me. Um, so last week, my entire daily revelation, literally like for five days straight, we talked about avoidance 
And the whole theme of the week was avoidance. What are you avoiding with your nutrition? What are you avoiding with your schedule? What are you avoiding with your mindset work? And it hit a lot of women hard. They said, you're, you're one of your daily revelations, Melissa, that came to you. And you're talking about relationships and having the hard conversation with your husband of like, you know what? I, I want to do all this, but I can't do it alone. She's like, I cried. She's like, you're right. <laughs> but I expected him to mind read, you know, right. and just know that I needed the of help. Of course. Like, why wouldn't he be mind reading? Yeah. 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 And I talked about, are you avoiding what I call crucial conversations? Are you avoiding that crucial conversation? So daily revelations are huge. And once you're open to it, you will really realize that you have them all the time, all the time. But people think like, okay, I got to sit down and I got to come up with my marketing plan. And like, what do I think people are going to want to hear and be inspired by on Wednesday? And I've had times where my daily revelation came to me at two o'clock and I'm like, boom, 210, I'm getting on. I'm sharing my daily revelation because it's fresh, it's new, and it's coming to me, but I was open to it. As silly as you might think your revelations are, they're not. They will speak to someone. And you're okay with it not being at the same time every day because I think, you know, brands also get hung up on, well, it has to be super structured and, you know, on a very, you know, very tight schedule or consistent schedule. And I mean, not to bash being consistent at all, but <laughs> there's something to be said for, I mean, daily is consistent. This just doesn't have to be at noon every day, right? Yes, exactly. I'm so glad you said that because um, I've had courses and trainings and done social media things. And they're like, every day you should go live at 2 p.m. every day. Well, if I'm really living my brand as a busy to bomb fit mom, uh, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to let that go. So I do, I go live or do my daily revelation at every Monday at eight, but then on Tuesday, I might not do it to 8 PM. And guess what? When you do that and you change it up, you hit different audiences because I got people on the East coast. I got people in China. I got people in Australia. And if I go live at the same time every night, well, that person's always missing it because they're already in bed. Yeah. So, I've learned to let that go. And the response has been really, really cool because they're almost like, I wonder when she's going to go live. I better stay connected. I wonder what her message is going to be. And I leave them waiting and wondering. And like this morning I went live at like eight o'clock and I typically don't do that on Mondays. And I had like 77 people on boom like that. And I'm like, apparently this is a good time. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's be open. Drinking coffee. Exactly. Be yeah. open to it. Yeah. You're you can't screw up your message. You, ju you just can't. And when it goes out, because it's going to hit who it needs to hit at that very moment. Yes, I totally agree. So this has been a weird kind of polarizing year, to say the least. What are some of the things that you've had to you know, shift on that's actually been this kind of aha, well, wow, this is working. And, and what are some things that you're doing different that you weren't doing before the pandemic? Yeah. The biggest thing for me is the obvious thing of gyms shutting down. And because of a lot of our stuff was gym based, you know? Um, so a, just flipping the switch to everything can be done at home. We can still do it. You can still function in an at home space. And that's cool because yeah, you can apply that to fitness and health, but also work you know, whatever type of job you're doing, you're doing or whatever you're building, if you're an entrepreneur or anything, you can, if you get organized and create your own space at home and still keep your boundaries and your schedule, it is possible. 
it is possible, but just shifting from being gone and outside to this is your box. <laughs> it's now at home. Let's make the most of it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your favorite things that are working on social media? Social media can be tricky. It changes by the month. The algorithms change, you know, one minute something's working the next minute it's not. So what, what is working and what advice do you give other brands out there that might just be getting started or just are just sick of what they're doing and they need a change? Yeah. One thing that I found was really helpful is like on social media for um, Instagram and going live um, or not going live. I'm sorry. On your short, on your stories and sharing, you never want that ring around your, you know, your profile headshot to be stagnant. You always want it to be a color. And when I stick to that rule of like, okay, it's always got to have something happening and fresh, even if it's just a picture even if it's just a share or a short video, that's one thing that's easy to keep your eye on. Okay, that ring is going, it's active, something's being fed out. So that's one thing, it's easy, watch and know. The other thing is your hashtags. I think we get really stuck in the same hashtag. And when you can open your mind to your hashtags, like if I'm doing a workout, you know, and, and squats, so it'd always be like, hashtag live day or hashtag fitness. But sometimes you could do, hashtag squat proof leggings <laughs> people would be like oh i never thought that thought of that you know but always think where am i at what colors am i wearing what am i doing right now what city am i in or what nearby city i am in like open your mind up to your hashtags to, other than just like what you're doing you know yeah it's, that's actually one of my favorite topics is our hashtags because Hashtags help you optimize and they help you get that organic reach that if you, you know, you can do up to 30 hashtags and some it drives me crazy when I see brands doing the same three hashtags and some of the hashtags don't even make any sense to anybody but the brand. So like nobody else is using them or following them. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> That's but annoying. I'm, yeah, I'm curious if you're, um, if you're, if you do the hashtags in the comment or you do the hashtags in the caption, there's that big debate out there. What is your take on that? both. And I'm in the acting world too. Um, I'm an actress and a model in LA and we just had a huge seminar from casting directors that were talking about social media and they were talking about how they want to see all of our headshots at one point or another on our feed on, you know, our main page. And I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. Cause not all my headshots are on there, but they were also talking about hashtags and in your comments. And they were saying, Right now, what Instagram is picking up is the five dots. Do you do the five periods? Yes. yes. Like the I'm five in the period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then do your hashtags there. Then also you have within two minutes to get your hashtags into your comments as well. So Instagram identifies that hashtag with your photo and will blast it. And if you miss that two minute window, you've missed it. That's very interesting. So I've, I've heard, I, there's studies that show that the hashtags in the caption are better than hashtags in the comments. But I've, this is the first time I've heard like to try both. And that's super interesting. Like why not try both, but hashtags just in the comments from what I understand are not as, especially for accounts with less than a hundred thousand um, followers that the hashtags in the, in the, in the captions are the ones that are going to be picked up um, mm -hmm. from, from Instagram. Yeah. And I just heard this comment thing. Uh, this was like last week. Right off the presses. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're getting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting yeah. all the scoop. And try to do different ones. Yes. You know? And just 
and hashtagging um, cities has been huge for me. So not just doing my location in my post, but doing hashtag, like I'm in Canyon Lake, California. So people will look up their own city and want to know. And even though can't, hashtag Canyon Lake has nothing to do with being busy to bomb fit mom or fitness, they're going to see it and be like, oh my God, she's local to me. What does she do? And it's even yes. more local business. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, let's switch gears and talk about digital detox secrets because you're the best brand to talk about how you built your brand, but then also the digital detox secrets. So it looks like you have a pretty good handle on work-life digital balance, but what are some of the tips that you can share with us that you do to balance things out, whether it's meditation or yoga or turning off notifications? What is your go-to? Oh yeah. Uh, you hit the nail on the head with the <laughs> yoga and the meditation. <laughs> as silly as it sounds. Um, and I know people are like, Oh yeah, she's saying the yoga thing or the meditation thing. I have a very fast paced brain. If you can't tell by now, <laughs> slowing me down is extremely difficult. And a lot of busy moms are like, I don't have time to ha- to meditate. Um, when you do that, and remove yourself from your phone, even if it's just for 10 minutes, it literally detox your brain, your body, your soul, probably even like electronically in the waves and disconnecting for that from that. Um, I have in my closet, a giant pillow and I have a poster on my wall and I go in there and I sit on that pillow and focus on my poster and my whatever sticky note affirmations I have on there. And I close my eyes and that's my space. My kids are still they're like, why do you have this pillow in here? And I'm like, you know why the pillow's in there? (laughs) This is my quiet spot, but it's also dark. There's no electronics in there. It's actually pretty far away from my Wi-Fi box. So again, I'm, I'm getting away from it. Um, but I do that every single night before I go to bed, no matter how dog tired I am, I won't let myself lay in bed on my phone, but I used to. And I would fall asleep to the bright screen and the scrolling of my finger and staying on it. And just, oh, but you know, I'm just laying here. I could get five more things done. Shut it off. Shut it off. As much as you think you have that extra, you know, 10 minutes, kids are in bed, nothing's happening. Detox, let it go. Meditate and then climb in bed. You will have the most restless night's sleep ever. Um, rest. Did I say that right? I think I said it right. <laughs> Rest, restful, restful. Restful. Yeah. I think I said yes, restless. Yes, yes. <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying. Yes, we do. Yeah. And you know, that's hard to do, especially, I mean, I make the mistake of doing it a lot more than I really want to, because I listen to um, my meditation, Deepak Chopra every night. I go, my husband, and I go to sleep listening to it and we really need to get like the speaker and put the phone, you know, somewhere else and then just listen to it and but it's hard. And, and I know like just sleeping with your phone is the worst thing ever. It does not help your sleep. I've had my doctor tell me that even sleeping with a wearable is, is not good because you know, it's great to follow your sleep analytics, but it's also interfering with your, your body signals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, it's, it's hard to let go of that time. It's hard to let go of our phone because I mean, let's face it, we're all addicted to it you know, and, Mm -hmm. but I just, I just got to get back to this email or what if I get a comment I need to respond to, or, you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, and then pick one day a week where you are not on it, on it, on it, on it. And that is okay. Mine is Sundays. 
and my followers know, my team know that like, hey, you're just not going to get a lot of from Melissa on a Sunday. And a lot of people have actually supported me on that. They're like, good for you. Good for you. You should, you know, but pick one day where you bring it down a notch and that's okay. Let it go. Definitely. I'm interested to hear your opinion. You mentioned meal planning and there's so many different diets. There's keto, there's vegan or vegans more lifestyle. You know, there's intermittent fasting, there's paleo, there's Weight Watchers. And I mean, I'm talking not so much to lose weight. I'm just talking more for lifestyle. But do you, what is your opinion on like, how do you choose? I mean, I, I feel like I really loved keto. I really loved intermittent fasting, but there's things about it that I really missed and didn't like. And right mm -hmm. now I'm following more Mediterranean Weight Watchers lifestyle diet. And I just, I'm so much happier on it. What is your opinion on those? Well, you're probably happier on it because you don't feel as restricted. You yeah. feel like I have a lot more flexibility. Um, and that's huge. You want to feel like you have that flexibility to give and take and you want balance. The biggest thing is sustainability can I sustain this way of eating for the rest of my life? And if the answer is no, and you will affect your health, that is one red flag for me of like, this might not be the best route to take. Can you do keto for the rest of your life? I, I wouldn't, but that's just me, you know? What do you do? What do you do? What is your, your meal plan? Oh, I'm totally a balanced girl. Like last weekend, I totally had cake and white claws. <laughs> Not that often and balanced, but my main diet, and it's, I hate even using the D word, my main way of eating for life. It's a lot of chicken, ground turkey, vegetables are my carbs, oats every morning, egg whites. Um, I get really full off of very um, low calorie food, but high nutrient dense food. And that's really the secret to life. And I do not eat tiny little meals. I eat very big meals, like my bowl of salad or like my cabbage and whatever I'm doing with all the seasonings and the meat. It's huge. I out eat most men <laughs> for real. And I don't enjoy going out to eat at, to dinner because you either get one way too much food. That's not realistic. Or two, it's the opposite. You don't get enough food that filled you up. You know, and then you're like picking at the kids' fries next to you, and you're like, well, maybe I should order this. And it's frustrating, but mine is definitely balanced. I want you eating protein. I always tell women if you're lifting and you're working out, aim for that 100 grams a day, because even if you fall short, you're doing pretty good. And that's going to be like three square meals, two probably protein shakes in there, your snacks, and you're going to be pretty good. And if you're lifting and building muscle, you need more protein, you know. Yeah. But balance. Balance is key. And the moment you put yourself on restrictions and you're like, you know what? You can't have carbs anymore. You can't have rice or pasta. You're going to crave it. Yeah. The, um, the Deepak meditation series that I'm listening to right now is called shedding the weight and it's Deepak and Oprah. And it's, it's not, at first I thought it was going to be more talking about losing weight, but it's more it's a little bit of, they talk about weight, but also the weight that you're carrying from your past to today and then how it's sabotaging your future. But they do make a lot of, you know, very interesting references to also, you know, what you did in the past is, is now where you are in the present when it comes to your weight and, you know, your, your eating in the past is now where you are in your present and you can change yes. that in your present to impact your future. So just because you ate one way in the past doesn't mean you can't change it today. Like every day is a new day is a lot of their messaging. 
Mm-hmm. That, keep listening to that and listen to it three more times. Yes. Because it is spot on. I have a podcast episode called um, Who's Driving Your Bus? And we go into how you were brought up as a child and food. And my client, Julia, is on it. She shared her experience of like, yeah, I do like dance class as a kid. But every time after we went and got ice cream or we went to the diner and I had a hamburger and fries and she really started identifying that like, oh my God, right now, grown up, Julia, I'm growing, I'm, I'm doing all the things. But sometimes that little eight-year-old Julia gets in the front seat of her bus and drives it. And she's like, I would always think, oh, I worked out. I deserve this milkshake or I deserve this now. And she's like, that's not me talking. That's eight-year-old Julia just got in the driver's seat. And, but all the way she was raised and how she associated like activity with food, it was affecting her now. And you have to stop and identify it and really do some work and be like, okay, who's driving the bus? Is it eight-year-old? Is it the 16-year-old version of you? Is it the 21-year-old party animal? Or is it really the person you're at now? Because you have control who takes control and drives. So that, that podcast was really good. Um, it got a lot of views and a lot of feedback. And women were like, I had no idea that my five-year-old self was driving my bus. <laughs> so yeah. keep listening to that one because it's a good one. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up the podcast. So tell us about your podcast and how you actually integrated that as part of your, your marketing program. Yeah, my podcast is a bomb mom podcast. And we started doing it because I was like, how do I reach more people? Like, how do I reach and help people who, who maybe can't work with me, um, you know, enjoy my program, but like, they still need to hear the right message with health and fitness and at podcasting. It, it was just the next step. It, it made the most logical sense because like I said before, the mind and body have to make the connection, right? And when you can help someone and constantly remind them of, you know, watch your habits, change your routine, get enough sleep, make sure you're detoxing, eating right. And they hear that message over and over again, it will really change them. Also for podcasts and building your brand, the more people hear you, they get to know you, like you, and trust you. And when people know you, like you, and trust you, they will buy from you. They will sign up. And a podcast was just the next natural step to get someone to um, open themselves up to Busy to Bomb Fit Mom. And it's a great stepping stone too. Like, what, tip, what tips would you give if you're just thinking of starting a podcast? What did you do right and what would you do differently? Oh man, um, definitely like when you have those daily revelations, <laughs> You're going to have daily revelations about your podcast and different um, topics, and they're going to come to you at really weird times. So write them down in one place. I had notes on my phone. I had them in a notebook and I didn't sit down and just put them in one place and organize. And that's what you have to do first. Like, what do you want your content to be? Really like organize it and get it structured. Who, who do you want it on as a guest for that particular episode? You know, do you know someone, do you have to reach out? Um, but get your first, like, I would say, I don't know, one through eight episodes solo. Let your audience get to know you first, then move into having guests and stuff. But those first eight get organized, know your topic, make sure they flow from one into another, and then start reaching out to your guests and everything. But get, let people know you first. I like that, that solo 
advice. So that's hard. I've done a couple solo episodes with um, social PR secrets because a couple of times, you know, we had issues with guests, maybe just timing and everything. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just do one myself. And, you know, it, and it's, it's a little bit challenging, but you're right. You, 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 it's, you just have to be planned on it, planning and plan the, the content out. And it actually is, it turned out really well. Yeah. So and I just liked it. Give yourself the, you know, um, the grace of, just talking and connecting. And when you can do zoom with yourself and record that way and like talk to yourself, you'll be surprised at how much more content comes out other than just sitting there staring at a wall and talking into your mic. So <laughs> yes, yes, I can definitely see that. Well, I really appreciate you being a guest and I would love to, if you could just share some of the programs that you have coming up, where can we find you? Yes, absolutely. So on all my social media platform, it's Melissa Bogle Fitness. So if you look me up on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, Melissa Bogle Fitness, um, because that's kind of the mother hub. And once you go to my website, Melissa Bogle Fitness, that's where you can sign up for my free email course. You can um, get information of becoming part of the program, Busy to Bomb Fit Mom. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a hoot on Instagram, my stories. Like I really show you guys the behind the scenes of, <laughs> of my life. So if you really want to know more about me, like follow me on social media, cause I will entertain you. I will push you. I motivate you even if you're not even in my program. Um, but busy to bomb fit mom is a great time to join right now because, um, we are just adapting with the times we're not letting quarantine life or gyms not being open and everything going on, the craziness, we're not letting affecting us. We, we, I feel like we live in this bubble and I'm like, yes, we have this all going on, but we're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to stay focused on our goals. And while everyone else gained that quarantine 20, uh, which is a real thing, that quarantine 20 is an mm -hmm. absolute real thing. <laughs> um, my group lost 20. Most women on average since March lost six, 7% body fat. That's huge. Um, some women are even closer to 10, 20 pounds. So it's, it's just a really good time to join if you need that accountability, that motivation. And because we don't know what the future is going to hold. And it, it, I tell women, it doesn't even matter. We're going to keep focusing on us. Um, but even if you can't join Busy to Bounce with Mom or if men are listening, on my page, Melissa Vogel Fitness, I have different programs that you can just purchase. You get the download and you print out your, your program. Six awesome. ones eight week ones and 12 week ones. So we have a little bit of something for everyone. Okay. Well, I'm definitely signing up. You have me sold. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate you sharing all of your social PR secrets and digital detox secrets with our audience. Oh, you're welcome. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.